mixed martial arts and boxing fans. It's time for Fighters Fury, Inside the Heart of a Champion, with your hosts, Brendan Tobin, Seema, and Tommy Guns. It's time for Fighters Fury on AM790, The Ticket. Man, these are my favorite shows to do. These are my favorite shows to do, no doubt about it. After a big fight night, after a night like that, getting a chance to wake up. It's one of those nights where you get very little sleep. Uh, I was, I was, you know, on such edge. I wanted to watch all the post-fight coverage. I wanted to see everything that was going down. I scrolled through Twitter. I scrolled through Instagram just to see everybody's opinions. What is everybody saying about this? How is everybody feeling about a fight like that? And it really does feel like the world is watching. Everybody's got an opinion of it. Everybody's seeing a different thing. Everybody's got an opinion of it. Um, it is so great when a fight has that much hype behind it and the two fighters go out and deliver. So I, I really, before we get into the breakdown of this bout and everything that went down, because there's a lot to get to. There's a lot of layers to dive into with this fight. And I know that there's, you know, when there's a, a score that people get passionate about it, and and people feel like somebody got robbed one way or the other you know it's always an overused word robbery so it it kind of just falls on deaf ears to me but the first thing that needs to be said about what Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury did yesterday um was was just an incredible performance it was one of the best nights in in, in boxing in a long long time it was an elixir that that sport had needed for a long, long time. I mean, put all the stuff beside, uh, aside with, you know, the the scoring and the long count. We'll get to that stuff. But but to go out there and think about where these two gentlemen have come from, to think about what they put forth in that ring yesterday, both of them showing the best of what they were, both of them showing what makes them so special, both of them showing you why they had no losses in their career. It, 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 you know, both of them showing you where their shortcomings were. To see all of that come to fruition over a 12-round fight where you were on the you were on either on the edge of your seat or if you were like me since the night from from round nine where Deontay Wilder finally put Tyson Fury on the canvas, you were standing off your couch or out of your seat or wherever it was. It was such a great fight. It was such a great performance. It was so much fun being on edge like that in a boxing match. It was unbelievable those two gentlemen what they put forth in that ring last night it if it, 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 it really is hard to put into words because to think a guy like Deontay Wilder a guy who has has built up a record now of of, of 40 wins no losses and now a draw and, and has really just been searching for the respect factor and you know, th th this needs to be said about Deontay Wilder because, you know, I, I like a lot of people were like, yeah, what is this guy? Is he really, is he really an all time? Is this guy a heavyweight great? Is he just a gimmick? Is he, is he, is he, is he, you know, this, this really that great? You know, obviously everybody knows the shortcomings. He looks a little bit goofy in there at times as a boxer. Um, but time after time, it just seems like if he just hits you with half a shot, you're done. And that's it. But, I can remember, and this was, this was, we're going back two years now. It was, at I was at Hylia Park. I was there with my father-in-law. I was actually there with Beast, too. And, you know, guys, like, Hylia Park ain't what it used to be. It ain't what it used to be. It ain't, it ain't the most beautiful, you know, Hylia Park used to be the most beautiful racetrack in America. It ain't that anymore. And I was there to watch Luis Ortiz and his comeback fight. And... 
in the middle of that card, you see this gentleman, uh, really tall, you know, starting to be amongst the crowd. And it was Deontay Wilder. And he was there to seek out a fight with Luis Ortiz. And this was on a Sunday card on Fox Sports 1. Can't imagine it rated very well. But Deontay Wilder wanted to come down to Hialeah to start going to get his credibility. To start to start and get the to, to, to start and get the credibility that, that people didn't think he deserved. And he went out there and he got that fight. Luis Ortiz ended up popping. They had to redo the fight. Um and and ended up stopping him in a fight that he was losing. And it was just so incredible to see that a guy would go from Alabama all the way down here to go and seek that out, to start promoting that out. Tyson Fury, you know, this was a guy who nobody thought was going to beat Vladimir Klitschko. I thought this was going to be a cakewalk for Vladimir Klitschko. I thought it was going to end up setting a, a, up the, the fight finally between Klitschko and Shannon Briggs. He ends up befuddling Vladimir Klitschko in just a, a crazy snake dance of a fight and just goes off the rails. Like, you know, the, the classic tale of winning it all and blowing up 400 pounds. And to think that he got all the way back there in, in, in that ring, you know, smiling, dancing, doing his move, histrionics, all that kind of stuff. And to feel like he maybe got the better end of that and should have been raised as heavyweight champion. It's just incredible what those guys did yesterday. So I really just wanted to to, to put that in, in perspective before we get to the shortcomings of what the judges did or maybe the referee effed up and all that stuff because ultimately those two guys went into that ring and put forth a performance that had me just, you know, Dying. I couldn't believe what, what I was watching between, a, you know, that 12th round where Deontay Wilder hits that masterful shot. Looks like he deads Tyson Fury. Deads him. Nobody gets up from that shot. Nobody. It, it, it doesn't happen. This is a guy in Deontay Wilder. He's only gone to the scorecards once against Bermain Stavern and has, has, has wiped him out clean since in a rematch. So it doesn't happen with him. When he touches you like that, you don't get up. And look, was it a little bit of a long count? Maybe. Did did the ref take his time uh, in, a, in a weird way? Maybe he did. But the fact that Tyson Fury is is awake after, after taking that shot in 10, 10 and a half seconds, 9 and a half seconds, 8 seconds, whatever, that's crazy. And then comes back and hits, and hits Deontay Wilder. He's got his hands behind his back. He's 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 you know giving him the goofy face, hitting him with shots that De- Deontay Wilder just like just forget it. He's exhausted. He had the adrenaline dump, thinking that he he hit that shot and he thought it was over with Tyson Fury, and Tyson Fury ends up coming back and giving him the business in the in that round. Crazy. It's still Deontay's round, no doubt, but to just to 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 show the toughness about that throughout that bout. I mean, this is now two fights in a row with Deontay Wilder where from from a boxing standpoint, it really does seem to most people like he is he's getting cleaned up, that he's getting embarrassed on his feet. And it doesn't matter. 
You know, this is this has been a thing we've talked about with Deontay for a long time. That, yeah, he has his shortcomings as a quote unquote boxer, as a tech, as a technician. But it doesn't seem to matter. He just needs that one window, and it'll put your lights out. It just so happens that this time he's taken on a guy who is much bigger than him, which was very noticeable. A six-nine guy, two fifty-six. Deontay was two hundred and twelve pounds. His second lightest that he's been in his professional career, 212 pounds, and he still does that to a giant. You know, maybe next time he has to put on a little bit more muscle, I don't know. Maybe that'll get it done. I don't know. But but to think about that, that he, he, he seems like he's really, really getting embarrassed on the feet from a boxing perspective. He, he lands 17% of his shots. But two of those shots are just, they're, they're going to put you down. They're going to put you down. That's all it takes for him. So it was just, it was so thrilling to watch it yesterday. It was so thrilling to watch it. So let's get to the scorecards. Let's get to what we thought it was. This is the way I had it. I had it 114-112 for Tyson Fury. Um, I thought that he got the better of that decision. So he, 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 in my standpoint, I had it 4-1 through the first Really good round uh, go of it. I had Tyson taking round one, Deontay two, and then had Tyson really winning every single round until we got to round eight. Um, I would say that round six, questionable. You know, I, I thought that Deontay, I, I really, you know, wavered on where it was going. The one thing that you could say with Deontay, and I think a lot of people that thought Deontay won that fight, and it was funny because you're seeing I – mean, it really depends what you value in fights. It really does. And that's why it's hard to go robbery. Um, I think what upsets a lot of people is the score that the judge gave for Deontay Wilder. Like, that judge gave Deontay Wilder this 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 huge, vast gap in scoring. It's just like, I just don't know where you get that, man. And I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't know where you see that. Um, you know, most people are saying like, all right, draw, I could definitely see because of the two knockdowns. Um, you know, that's, that's one of those early rounds swing one way or another. One of those middle rounds swing one way or another, you know, you can get a draw. Um, I can see a close win for Tyson Fury. I don't, I don't really know where you get this lopsided victory for Deontay, maybe on a round if, if you want to, to call it that way, or you thought the fight was even and those knockdowns were the difference. I definitely can see that. Um, it's just not what I saw throughout that fight. Throughout that fight, I saw Deontay getting flustered, bringing the fight, missing a lot, missing um, big, big shots, really going for the home run, and you saw the value in that. Like that's Look, that entire fight for Deontay, this is not a guy who goes out there to win on the scorecards. He goes out there to, to beat his opponents and, 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 and knock them out. He doesn't go there to win on points. So if he spends seven rounds, eight rounds, you know, big whiffing on these huge right hands, yeah, they're going to look ugly. Uh, and people are going to say that he looked exposed. All right, he's not out there trying to to dazzle you on the feet. I thought his jab was actually pretty damn solid yesterday. Bloodied up Tyson Fury's nose. Um, but that right hand was was missing so wide a, a, a bunch of times early that everybody's like, oh, he's, he's just getting destroyed in this fight. It's like... Yeah, but that the the whole point of it was that he was setting it up 
to get to that knockdown in the ninth round, to get to that huge knockdown in the 12th round. That's what all that was for. He's in here with a guy who, for the first time, he's in there with a guy who's bigger than him, a guy who has a longer reach than him, a guy who is definitely a, 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 a more skilled boxer than him, who's outweighing him by 40-plus pounds. That's going to take some time, man, to, 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 to land a weapon that your opponent knows is coming. He knows that big right hand is is what's coming the entire time, and he is playing games with you. He's flicking his tongue at you. He is putting his hands behind his back. He's raising his arms up. He's bolo punching you. He's doing all this kind of stuff. Um, but you know that this is all to set up that one shot. And so, yeah, you guys can, you know, people can go out there and they can say Deontay Wilder was exposed as a boxer. He still got to what he wanted to get to. I mean, that's that's ultimately Deontay's game plan is to put that right hand on your chin and have the ref count you out. And to, to think that that was the game plan, a pretty damn successful game plan for Deontay Wilder. And if you value aggression, if you value the guy who was bringing the fight the entire time, I can see why people did score that fight for Deontay Wilder. You know, it's not what I agree with. I mean, I did think that Tyson Fury got the best of that. I did think that he won the majority of the rounds. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and call people stupid or, or argue with them or not, not see their side of that or not see what Deontay Wilder was trying to do in that fight. That was his game plan. Of course that's his game plan. You thought Deontay Wilder was going to come in this and try and and dance with the uh, with the snake charmer? That that wasn't good. With the gypsy king? That's not a plan for success. No. He's getting in there. And this is the one thing that you could be saying about Deontay Wilder. I, I got so, I mean, you know, you may not respect or think that he is a great technical boxer, but he has now been in there with the two best technicians over in the heavyweight division. He's now been in there for 23 rounds. Okay, and so you can say on points he's lost the vast majority of those rounds, but if it was all to get to the game plan of landing that right hand, he's done it. He's gotten to he's 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 gotten to that that game plan. It was a second away from it all working. So to to, to think that guy was exposed as a fighter is is wildly stupid. Wildly stupid. And for Tyson Fury, I mean, my God, two, two, three years out of the ring. I keep saying two years. You know, two years since he was banned from boxing. Three years. This is the three-year anniversary of him winning the heavyweight title from Vladimir Klitschko, a guy nobody thought he'd beat, a guy that who was, who was reigning over the division, who was sucking the life out of that division with boredom, you know, fighting dudes we'd never heard of over in Germany at four in the afternoon. Tyson Fury went and won that title. This was an even more thrilling performance than it was against 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 Vladimir Klitschko because the thing with this was he didn't have a gun shy opponent. That was that was the thing about the fight against Vladimir Klitschko. We're all watching Klitschko. What, what are you doing? Are you even going to throw? Are, are you going to do anything here? You know, Deontay Wilder was going for home runs the entire night, and he was making them with. He was he was he was showboating. He was loving every minute of it. Every time that he did get hit with something, he was saying, "Come on, bring on more, bring on more." He he wanted to be in that firefight, and so he got up the first time in that ninth round, came back and had and had maybe his best round in the tenth round. 
and then maybe a better round in the eleventh round. You know, and and so the 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 guts that that guy showed, getting up from the bronze bombers hits, and coming back with even more, with more firefight, with the most offense that he'd had in that fight. It was it was just it, it was it was wonderful. So yeah, you know, in my opinion, Tyson Fury should be heavyweight champ of the world today. And we'll get to Anthony Joshua a little bit later. I got something for him. Um, Tyson Fury should be heavyweight champ of the world today. But I'm not upset that Deontay Wilder gets to keep his belt and that we get to see that again. I'm not. I'm not. I I I I can't I can't come off of last night and, and feel all the feelings I did as a fan and 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 not be just thrilled and excited for the sport. You know, yes, there there's those small things where, hey, this this messes with negotiations and the guy who's champ champ. I get all that. I, I understand the technicalities and, and why people get mad about that stuff. That's fine. That, that that's that's for them to worry about. For me, for me as a guy who loves the sport and loves and loves seeing what these guys go through, watching their journeys, hearing their stories, and to see so many big fights that fall flat. You know, how many big fights? How many times do we go into a pay per view, and we get all the talk, and we get all the lead up, and we get all the build up, and it's just it's just BS. It just never leads to that. These guys came through for you. We're back after this. It's Fighters Fury on AM790, The Ticket. Welcome back, Fighters Fury here on The Ticket. It's Tobin here with you. Of course, recapping last night's awesome, awesome fight between Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. Both fought to a split decision draw. The judges, Alejandro Rochin, he had it 115-111 for Deontay Wilder. That is obviously the most criticized card of the night as he had it uh, seven rounds to five for Deontay Wilder with two 10-8 rounds. Uh, he scored the first. This is the thing that's the weirdest about it. You know, looking at, at Anthony's card is just, uh, Alejandro's card, excuse me, is just giving, fear, uh, giving Wilder the first four rounds. It's just weird to me. You know, all three judges gave him the first round, um, which I thought was a 50-50 round. And, and you know, if and looking back at my scorecard, like, look, if I had the first round for, for Tyson Fury and the second round for Deontay Wilder. So, I'm just the same, man. People see different things. Like, look, this, this is between two legends. This is what I love about – this is what I love about last night. I know everybody – you know, I'm all over the place. I have a lot of feelings about last night. This is two legends, Lennox Lewis and George Foreman. Now think about the two, think about the types of fighters these two guys are. Tyson Fury is not exactly, I mean, now Lennox Lewis is not exactly like Tyson Fury. If anything, I think a guy who's a lot like Lennox Lewis is Anthony Joshua, who again, I have something for. Um, but Lennox tweets out, I just saw Tyson Fury come back from drugs, depression, Two years of inactivity, massive weight loss to outbox the WBC heavyweight champion who was gifted a draw. In a rematch, I can only imagine that he'll be even better and more prepared. Uh, and I heard that I heard Lennox saying this, that he thinks that, you know, now that Tyson's taken those shots, um, it's gonna be easier for him to it's gonna be easier for him to uh to get up from them the next time. Maybe. I mean, it, maybe that's the case. We don't know. I mean, you know, people have have been knocked out in rematches that they weren't knocked out in the first one, even though they've been knocked down. Um, and the, and the thing I'll also say about that is, you know, it, it took Deontay Wilder a long time to get used to that range and that elusiveness and all those gimmicks from Tyson Fury. So maybe Tyson Fury will improve upon in the next fight, but maybe Deontay Wilder will too, as far as 
finding that big right hand. And and maybe Tyson Fury feels a little bit more froggy because he took those punches and got up that um you know that 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 he'll risk take a little bit more. We'll see. I don't know. I don't I don't necessarily know if I buy into that from the all-time great Lennox Lewis. But think about that. That's Lennox Lewis obviously, you know, sticking up for his countrymen and and you know, <clears throat> in my opinion, I don't I don't know about, you know, gifted a draw. But I definitely agree that Deontay Wilder um I definitely agree that Tyson Fury won that fight. That's that 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 I, I I'm in line with that. But then there's George Foreman. And think about George Foreman. Obviously American. Um big, big puncher. You know, you know everybody's saying that uh, Deontay Wilder is the biggest puncher in heavyweight division history. And you, know, you could throw that up there with uh with uh with uh, with Mike Tyson, but it's probably really, you know, George Foreman. Uh, I mean George Foreman is is that dude. You think about what he did at his age to come back and actually get the heavyweight title. But George Foreman tweets out, Wilder brought the fight all night. Fury did a great time, did a great job, quote, showtime, but he didn't win. Stop indoctrinating. We saw what we saw. So, and, and I've seen this, that people are saying that that, that they think ty, uh, showtime was was on Tyson Fury's, uh, was on Tyson Fury's jock, that, that they were... Um, that the, that the broadcast narrative was really leaning his way, and I get that definitely happens. That definitely happens. I was uh, I was of that impression when I was watching um, when I was watching Canelo versus Triple G, and I thought that you know I'm just not seeing what Kellerman and Roy Jones are seeing. You know, I was seeing a Canelo Alvarez who was bringing the fight. They kept bringing up Gennady Golovkin's jab all the time. I was just like, I'm just not seeing it. Um. But in this case, I was I was in step with them. You know, I, I think my 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 card was pretty on point with Steve Farhood's. Um so I I I I didn't I didn't feel that way. I didn't feel that way. But I can tell you and I, I can tell you this. Once Deontay Wilder got that knockdown in the ninth round, because I was I was feeling a little bit hopeless once it was getting to that point. I thought I was like, uh, I don't know if he's gonna be able to find it, man. He looks like he's getting a little exhausted. It felt like Tyson Fury was tuning it up. When when Deontay Wilder put him on the canvas in the ninth round, I leapt out of my seat. I was screaming at my television, "Come on, Deontay! Come on, Deontay! Come on, Deontay!" Uh I I was I was really really urging him on. So when I got to that point, I was almost tuning out the broadcast. But when we got to round ten, like Tyson Fury was was giving Deontay the business back. Like there, there's a part of Deontay that I do think after both knockdowns. There was a bit of a letdown physically. Not that he got fatigued, but he's just like, yes, I got him. But when Tyson gets up, it's a it's a little bit uh it's a little bit demoralizing if you're Deontay because nobody gets up from your shots. So I didn't I didn't feel this bias that that people are saying Showtime did, but you know, people do hear that. I mean, they they feel like a narrative is getting built. The one thing I'll also say with that is if you think that Showtime was being biased and leaned towards Tyson Fury, and I think if we were going to say well, what part of the fight was Tyson Fury really dominating, you'd say, you know, I'd say definitely like three through seven is really where Tyson Fury owned this fight. Um, you know, probably even earlier than that, it really took a while for Deontay to get going. Um, but they went to Floyd Mayweather at one point, which was cool, and Jim Gray's like, "How do you got it?" And he's like, yeah, "I got it a shutout for Tyson, five nothing." early on and, and uh, you know obviously if you were to say well who's uh, oddly enough like whose style uh is 
is uh is Floyd more like? He's he's more like Tyson. Make people miss, make them look stupid, and 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 pop them with counter shots. And that's uh that's that's how that's the it, it, it's it, it's interesting seeing the style of fighter be in line with that fighter still. You know, you got George Foreman, the destroyer. He's in line with Deontay Wilder. You got Lennox Lewis. You got Floyd Mayweather. You know, guys who frustrated their opponents, guys who who definitely definitely brought the sweet science into the ring. They're in line with Tyson Fury, the tactician. It's it's funny to see that. It's funny to see that, and it's interesting to see how these guys and everybody saw it. And that's why, you know, these idiots who are in my Instagram. And I shouldn't call you idiots because you guys follow me on Instagram, and I love you guys for following and supporting. But you're idiots. Um, all this is the number one comment I get when there's a questionable decision with boxing. And this is why I find it funny. Boxing's finished. Boxing's done. Boxing's... Look, it's the only thing that gets boxing mainstream coverage is when there's a questionable decision. I I can't get boxing on first take. If it's not Floyd Mayweather or Conor McGregor, you don't really get on first take or you don't really get on the mainstream shows just for fighting. And they're not really on those shows for fighting other than fight week. But when it comes to fight reaction that Monday, usually coming off football or something big in the NBA, a whole news cycle of sports, the only thing that gets boxing a talking point is corruption or the talk of a crappy decision or the talk of how boxing is fixed or rigged or how outraged people are. That's the only time... It gets that kind of coverage. The only time is when people feel like there's a scam. So for you to say, you think boxing's dead? No, it gets it more coverage than ever and gets people to care more than ever and then gets them to go to the next fight and pay for the rematch. So you guys say this all the time when I just say, yeah, I'm not that upset about the decision. I'm more, I'm more happy about the fight being great. And people are like, no, we're upset with the decision. This is why boxing sucks, man. This is why it's corrupt. It's like, you say this after, you say this about Triple G and Canelo. You say this about uh, every poor decision known to man. You say this about Pacquiao, Tim Bradley. You say this all the time. But this is what gets the sport coverage. And you keep coming back for every big fight. Every, the one kills, but no. You want to talk about what kills boxing? Here's what kills boxing. And thank God for Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. What kills boxing is having promoters like Anthony Joshua's promoter not wanting to fight Deontay Wilder. He's got all the belts, but he doesn't want to fight the guy who has the other belt. What kills boxing is Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence, two of the best welterweights on the planet. But who is Errol Spence fighting? He's fighting a lightweight. In Mikey Garcia, because the promoters line up. Is Mikey Garcia fighting the other best lightweight in the world in Vasily Lomachenko? No. That's what kills boxing. That's what the blow to boxing is. Not questionable decisions after awesome fights. Terrible fights hurt boxing. Boring fights hurt boxing. But not awesome fights. Awesome fights where guys were back and forth and I don't know who won. I think I kind of know who won, but I can see how the other guy won. You think that kills boxing? How thick is your skull? What are you what are you talking about? 
Has anybody ever come after a game of the NBA and there's been and, and there's been a questionable foul call at the end? Say, Psh, that ruins basketball. No. Oh, really? We get to debate something forever or we get to hold? This Mark Cuban, he still complained about 2006 and the Miami Heat getting gifted the championship. Shut up, Mark Cuban. He won't shut up about it. But what kills boxing or what hurts boxing is what Anthony Joshua's promoter's doing. Sheltering his guy who should be in the ring with these two guys, these two gentlemen who shared the ring last night for 12 rounds and thrilled you and put their bodies on the line and entertained you. Anthony Joshua is sitting here with all the belts right now and they're all meaningless because I don't care who Anthony Joshua fights next. If it's not one of these two gentlemen and it's not going to be one of these two gentlemen, you want to know why? Because we want to see the ultimate result between these two gentlemen. And even if they did get the scorecards right last night, even if they did raise Tyson Fury's hand or Deontay Wilder was able to to knock out Tyson Fury or Tyson Fury didn't beat that count, I'd rather see a rematch between these two guys. They stepped up. They thrilled you. Anthony Joshua, this is the other thing. The whole world's reacting to this. You have these two guys on microphones with Jim Gray calling you chicken. Chicken. You're the heavyweight champion of the world. Where the bleep are you? Where? Can I get a tweet? Can I get an Instagram post? Can I get a comment? Something? Where the hell is Anthony Joshua? You you have your two biggest rivals thrilling the sports world. He's he's, He's not in attendance. He's not commenting about it. He's not saying bleep. Nobody watched his last fight on the zone against Povetkin. Great performance as it was. He hasn't had a performance like he has since he won that belt. And he's resting on his laurels of, oh, the British fans, they always love me. I can fill a stadium. Well, let me tell you right now, Anthony Joshua, I may not be British, but oh, got a hell of an accent, love. There's not a, there, there's not a fight you could draw up against anybody in the heavyweight division right now that would outdraw in England what Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, too, will. Not a fight. Not a fight. I don't care who it's against. Put him on competing nights. Anthony Joshua, he gets the field. Pick any other heavyweight in the world. If I put in the UK, Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder, too, you tell me which one sells more, which one I can make the ticket prices higher for. It's not even close. These are the two guys right now. I don't care how many belts Anthony Joshua has. I don't care. He had his opportunity. Let it slip by. This, this is, and maybe you could say it's recency bias. You're damn right it is. But you want to know something? At least I know two of the best in the world put it on the line. With, with Eddie Hearn and what he's doing with Anthony Joshua is ridiculous. What, what, what can he possibly come up with that's going to compete with that? He's frozen out right now, man. He is, he is iced out. Iced out. Because whoever he fights next, it's just not going to matter as much. It's not. It's not. Because all this stuff about Tyson Fury, oh, he's the lineal champion. Eh, a lot of that's Hogan's focus. He's not really the lineal champion anymore. He got stripped. But now he kind of is. Because in most people's he's the people's champ right now, Tyson Fury. And Deontay still got his belt, and his belt means a lot more. He may not have as many, but that WBC belt, that green belt, means a lot more. Then Anthony Joshua, I don't care if he's got nine belts. Doesn't matter. 
Does it matter? We're back after this. It's Fighters Fury on AM790, The Ticket. All right, welcome back, guys. You have the Aqua Orange pregame show coming up after us. They will get you ready for Dolphins and Bills. Saw everybody lining up outside the gates. Getting ready. Um, man, that was such a fun night last night. Shout out to Luis Ortiz, by the way. Representing Miami well. He stopped Travis Coffin in the 10th round yesterday. Dominated the entire fight. He had like three or four knockdowns in it. Uh, shout out to Travis Kaufman too. I mean, like he he showed a lot of heart because he took some monster monster shots. Fun card. It was it was a fun it was a fun undercard yesterday. As you know, we got a chance to see uh, Joe Joyce, who they were talking about as it's kind of the next uh, the next guy in Britain. He's seven and zero now. Seven knockouts. The only thing I'll say about him, he's older. He's thirty three. So he's 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 older than everybody who's at the top right now of the division. So he's kind of got to get humming if he wants to, to get in contention here. Um, but, but a good performance by him, uh, Jared Hurd, he be Jason Wellborn. I thought Wellborn was giving him the business a lot in that fight. You know, I know, I know Hurd was, um, I know Hurd was, was coming back from surgery and is feeling some things out. His jab looked good. Ended up stopping the, the, the fight on a body shot. Um, but Jared Hurd, uh, retains his, his unified, uh, junior middleweight championship of the world. Um, Jamel Charla was in the ring afterwards and Heard was honest about it. He said that he wants to, uh, he wants to get one more fight against a right-hander before fighting Charlo. Um, hopefully if he does do that, you know, what are we in November? So hopefully if, you know, Charlo's fighting December, you know, hopefully they both fight early in, in 2019, like maybe by March and then we can get that fight by the uh the end of next year because i think that'd be a fun matchup to see who is the best 154 guy on the planet right now but uh but really really fun fight uh really fun card yesterday uh, as far as the ufc was concerned uh they had ufc australia a couple of cards this week it, both of them uh, it, uh ufc australia which um had tai tuivasa a guy the shoey man he uh he ended up losing to junior dos santos tough night for australia uh, usually when they line up these Australia cards, these guys dominate on home soil. Every single guy on the main card, other than Jimmy Crute, uh, they all lost. They all get their ass kicked. And tied to Ivasis was frustrating because he was winning that fight. He was giving uh, JDS the business, but um, JDS caught him with his on a breakaway, caught him with a left hand, and then and then sent him right into a monster right hand, got full mount. And that was kind of all she wrote for Ty. Um, you know, he was he was fighting back the entire time, but he really had nowhere to go. He's gonna what was he just gonna because he, he was taking a beating as well. So is Junior Dos Santos just gonna rain hell on him for three minutes? Um, it was a fine stoppage by the referee. Really don't have a problem with it. Mark Hunt, he had his last fight. He lost a decision to Justin Willis. Um, Mauricio Shogunhua, he beat Tyson Pedro, beat him up really really badly. Um, so really really tough. Uh, Anthony Rocco trains out here in Coconut Creek. He uh, he beat Jake Matthews with uh, with an anaconda choke. Really really impressive. Another Australian loss. So tough day for Australia with with uh, what was going down um, in the UFC. The other big fight that was this weekend. You had Kamaru Usman. He took on Rafael dos Anjos and beat him by unanimous decision. Really dominated the fight. Got stronger as the fight went on. And the good thing about Kamaru with this uh, performance. Another guy who trains down here. He trains over at Hard Knocks 365 uh, and Henry Hoof's camp. He, um, the other big thing with Camaro is he got the, he got the seal of approval from Dana. You know, Dana's kind of been one of his biggest critics. This is what Dana will do. If you're not 
being up to snuff. And he he really, really got down to the point where he's like, yeah, this guy, he's he's championship level now. Which I think we were starting to, we knew about Kamara, but he did, out of all these guys between, you know, I mean, with with the, with the division that had Darren Till, Colby Covington, Tyron Woodley, now he's going to have Ben Askren, uh, always has Robbie Lawler, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, who's been known because he's been in championship fights. You know, Kamara needed a fight that was going to help him stand out. And RDA comes is, is a very, very credible win. He's a former champion. Um but 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 uh but he was just the better man. He and, and it's gonna be interesting um to see what the, the decision is upon who's gonna be the championship fight because I think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna probably be dependent upon what Tyron's gonna want. And I gotta imagine they're I, I gotta imagine if you're Tyron Woodley you you wanna fight uh Colby just because you think money wise it's gonna do well going to be a, a kind of it's going to be an interesting fight promotion because i think that thing is going to get pretty vile and bitter um but i gotta imagine that's what 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 uh tyron's going to want to do other than taking on willie there's a bit of a mutual respect amongst those two doesn't really feel like willie wants to fight kamaru usman and i don't think it's a i don't think it's a he's scared of him thing i think it's uh i really like i like kamaru usman i like i would like him to kind of you know, take the torch once I'm done. However long, you know, Tyson, uh, Tyron Woodley's getting up there, and um, but you know, this is there's no friends in this sport. So if 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 Usman's got to fight him, Usman's gonna fight him. I think Usman was actually quoted as saying this week that he'd rather fight Colby Covington than fight Woodley next. He's been wanting to beat him up for a long time. So maybe that's what they do. I just the only problem is I think the only other way you can go there is you would go the winner of Robbie Lawler Ben Askren. And Woodley has starched Robbie Lawler. He, he beat him bad the first time, and that's how he won his championship. And then with Ben, they're like BFF, BFF forever. So I, 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 I don't did a, I, I don't I don't know if uh, if there's a, a thing that makes sense for him there. But I did I was happy with hearing some stuff from Dana this week. You know, Dana was talking about the future of the lightweight division as well, and he was talking about what is next for Khabib. And you know, it was under the under the. Uh, the catalyst that, hey, we got to dis- determine what the commission's going to decide here, and ultimately, with uh, with Habib and and Conor McGregor, what their punishment will be. Um, but he said that the uh, that Tony deserves a uh, flat out. This was the thing that was great. Tony deserves a title shot, and he's right. Like Tony, Tony did not get stripped of the title justfully. Like he lost the interim title, tearing his knee while he was out promoting his fight promoting his fight for the UFC. Uh, he deserves a title shot. He deserves a title shot. I know that fight is cursed, and we've tried to have it time after time. It needs to happen. I need to see Tony Ferguson versus Habib. I really don't think I truly know who the best 155er on the planet is. And then I love the idea of doing Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. I know that we kicked around last week, Conor McGregor versus Cowboy. I think both of those fights are fun for Conor. Uh, obviously, in, in, in Dustin, it's a guy he's beaten before. Um, but Dustin has been a different fighter since that Connor fight. Uh, since he went to lightweight, the only loss he's taken is to Michael Johnson, um, a swift KO. But other than that, he has been cleaning up. He looks like a better fighter, a more confident fighter. I would like to see what that matchup would bring. You know, Dustin Dustin looks very very dynamic right now, and is is very well rounded. Um, I would I wouldn't mind seeing that fight again. 
The other thing, speaking of former Conor McGregor athlete, uh, corner, former Conor McGregor opponents, this week upcoming is UFC 231. Uh, so let's get some picks in before we get the hell out of here. Uh, UFC 231, you got Max Holloway taking on Brian Ortega for the featherweight championship of the world. This is the second time they're trying to make this fight happen as uh, Max had to pull out the last time with some just kind of murky medical concerns. They said it was due to a bad weight cut and um, and and all that stuff. So it was uh, it was a bummer we didn't get to see this fight. We haven't got to see Max, you know, Max all and and that was coming off the heels of Max trying to fight uh, Habib on short notice where he tried to cut thirty pounds and that ended up being Ally Quinta. We remember that whole mess. Um, so it's been a while for Max Holloway and he's had some hiccups in the road and some concerns with his health. There were some concerns that, you know, is the commission going to allow him to fight? Seems like it's going to happen. I don't have a great feel for this fight. You know, Brian Ortega just seems like he's getting better every time he goes into that octagon. Uh, both of these guys are coming off wins uh, against former legends, former rivals, and Frankie Edgar and Jose Aldo. We know the the, the greatness of their matchups. Um, but... The funny thing is, it's like, all right, well, those two guys are kind of the past. These guys are the future right now. They're both big for 145. I don't know if they're long-term going to reign in that division for very long, although Max Holloway's been making it for a while. Um, if there have been wake-up problems, I don't know much, how much longer he's going to be the the champ. And, and, and Ortega, I mean, he put the lights out on Frankie Edgar. Nobody does that. Nobody does that. Oh, man. So, like, I am, I'm super, super torn with making a pick, and I don't feel great or very confident either way. I'm going to go with Max Holloway. And the only thing I would say with that is, you know, Max seems like he gets stronger as fights goes on. I'm going with, I'm trying to picture, you know, healthy Max Holloway coming into a championship fight. Um, I feel like he does have the better on the feet than Brian Ortega does, even though Brian is getting better, even though Brian um, is able to go through fights and, and find his spots and find those submissions. But I think Max is just a little bit more well-rounded has more ways to win, um, has more ways to stay away from Ortega's strengths and stay to his strengths. So I'm going with him. The other interesting one is going to be um, the the Women's Flyweight Championship, which is going to be Valentina Shevchenko against Joanna Jacek. So Joanna's getting to fight for gold again. Valentina is getting a chance to fight after all the, the, the nonsense that went down with the title there. Um you know, I, I I really like the way JJ is looking. I, I think it's going to be good for her not to be at 115. I think not having that weight cut is going to be better for her. So I'm going to go with Joanna to get her second belt, and I think that'll be uh, that'll be fun. But that's a, that's a very very interesting fight. You know, Valentina was uh, fighting at 135, and she was probably a little bit too a little bit too small for that. Even though she's given some of the best 135ers hell, like Holly Holm um, and Joanna. You know, she she gets kind of to break away from the Rose Nama Yunus thing and having to chase that crown. She'll get this next new chapter, and and um, I think not having to obsess over that Rose matchup will also be good for her. And I just think she's a little bit more dynamic on the feet. Maybe maybe Valentina's a little bit more dangerous as far as the one shot is concerned, and 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 uh, and a power shot's concerned. But um, man, Joanna's dynamic. She really, really is. She is she is something special. And, I'm going to go with her to to win. So I'm going to go with uh, JJ to win the Flyweight Championship and Holloway to retain the Featherweight Championship next week. That's it, guys. We had a lot of stuff to get to, but, man, obviously most of the coverage of today's show had to go into Wilder and Tyson Fury. If you missed any of that stuff, if you tune in late, the podcast will be up later. You can subscribe on the Radio.com app. You guys can go to the TicketMiami.com and get it there. Of course, you can go to 
all the other podcast platforms, Apple, uh, Apple iTunes, all that nonsense. Just look for Fighters Fury. Should be up there later today. Or you can go to, uh, it'll be up on my Twitter account, at Brendan underscore Tobin or at 790 The Ticket. It'll be posted there as well. Everybody have a great rest of your day. Come on out to Riptide. I'm going to go there, do some, uh, do some band announcements now, heading up to Fort Lauderdale Beach. So if you guys want to come say hello, I'm happy to uh, hang out, say hello, do whatever on the beach. It should be fun. And, yeah, enjoy the football today as well. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow with all the shows. And, of course, if you're just a regular Fighters Fury, same time, same place next week.